0: from the biggest studios it is weekend geek update smurf here all the buzz with the latest and greatest in nerd news and things that have just twisted my melon made me anxious giddy and just excited to be a nerd i don't know does that work <laughs> is does anyone ever really get excited about being a nerd or being part of nerd culture or is that just me Excellent question. Something I will have to ask my sponsor, Susie Q's, when she returns to the studio, or Vadim, our handy-dandy cameraman that's all about town and... Doing the incredible with a camera lens. And Susie, who can craft incredible wares. Go to com to check out some of her her works. If you weren't able to, come down to Starfest and check her out. She does have an office here inside the studio. You can make an appointment, come by and say hi. See what she's got to sell. And I'm not sure what her next con is going to be. I don't know if her and I are on the road for... Uh, Emerald City is our next con Or if there's something sooner But either way Come by, check her out Look us up on the Facebook The interwebs, the world of the net In the meantime Today let's get down and dirty Because there's so much going on But before I get to that I do have to talk about something important Something pressing Something so serious that I have To just acknowledge it And that's Chippendale's Rescue Rangers (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you thought it was going to be something serious, didn't you? So, Chippendale have this new thing on Disney Plus and I was a little apprehensive after watching like The New Space Jam and we've had this conversation not everything is for me. As much as I like to to think that it is because, you know, it's it's me and isn't everything supposed to be about me according to what everyone tells me? But it wasn't the case. Space Jam was, at best, mediocre. It had some fun elements. It was okay, but that's right. I use the word mediocre. <sighs> so, you can understand why I might have been a little leery of Chippendale. I do like the premise. I do like the <laughs> the idea of cartoons and animated people living in our world it's a huge take from roger rabbit now who did it better roger rabbit or chip and dale it's a very good question and i'm glad you asked it I would honestly have to say that these two run very parallel to each other in a lot of respects and how the story unfolds and the interaction between real and animated and 3D animation is spectacular. I really got a kick out of the 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 show. It was it was fun, it was light. It had all the elements of The Rescue Rangers that you know, if you ever watched Disney daytime, it had a lot of throwbacks to that. It also had a lot of references to today's pop culture. As you see Chip doing or a Dale doing comic-con as a guest and you have, you know, ugly Sonic (laughs) as a guest. And it was just kind of, it was fun. We even get Baloo. So There are elements from Chippendale's Rescue Rangers that carry over. We do get fill-ins, you know, as far as where Gadget is, where Zipper, where Monterey, and the lifestyle of them being separate and identifying that what they did on TV were simply roles. They were celebrities. They're stars in their own right, and it was just a role that they were playing on TV. And it's kind of fun. There are some great callbacks. There's some amazing Easter eggs. And I don't want to spoil it because I know it has just come out on Disney Plus and it's worth a watch. If you watch the old school Disney daytime, you're gonna get at least, you know, a couple of chuckles out of it. If you're, you know, more caught up in like some of the other elements, you know, they've got other cartoon characters that are kind of intermingled and laced throughout this world and how they how Disney got the rights to some of them and kind of scratching my head. I don't think they own the rights but it's like the same thing with roger rabbit where they were able to have you know bugs and mickey and everyone else just kind of laced between each other for whatever brief moment or hiatus that you know they got for that scene and it was fun and we even get you know the voice actors back at different capacities there are new voice actors for the characters that kind of carry them through but we do get callbacks we do get that reminiscent air of disney afternoon as we see the old school play through and it's it's fun it it was it's cool like i said if you want something different and something that doesn't take a whole lot of brain power but just want to be entertained. This this is where it's at. So I, I give I give kind of Chippendale Rescue Rangers a good a good nod, a good a good. I don't want to say thumbs up because it's just so cliche, but it's worth the time. Give it a watch. Now, more pressing news: things that have landed. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! So if you missed it yesterday, the very tail end of yesterday was the new thor love and thunder trailer and holy god slayer wow i have to admit that i was worried the mcu has not been consistent over the last year year and a half there's some good stuff there's some bad stuff but i wouldn't say i've been overly pleased but I haven't been completely disappointed. There have been some good stuff. There's lots of things that I can look at and say, okay, that was cool. But there's a lot of things on the other side of that, that scale that I can say, eh, "It's just missed the mark. It just wasn't what I expected. So now we get the trailer for Thor... God and Thunder, or Love and Thunder. <laughs> love and Thunder, and it's, um, I'm starting to see more of the namesake as far as where we're getting the title from. And need I say, Natalie Portman as Jane Foster in, like, full Ford out gear is awesome. Oh, my God. I am just in awe of how... Impressive, she looks in this character. I love the costuming. The helmet is perfect. We get Mjolnir back in a unique and new capacity. The new trailer that lands kind of Gives us a different perspective of what we have seen so far. A little bit more of the narrative in addition to Christian Bale being introduced to the fans as the God Butcher. Now, if you're familiar with the comics, you've already read this story and you kind of have a little bit more of a foothold of the character and how this story breaks down. They don't really leave much for the imagination. They kind of just come right out and say, what's the character's motivation? What can we expect? And what's going on? And it is as simple as that. How this story unfolds, however, is entirely different we don't know what to expect we don't know who to expect to be honest with you because we're getting introduced to a lot of different characters we get zeus uh which probably means hercules because that's that's where my money's at uh and and we get thor's butt we we didn't expect thor's butt to show up there was a meeting it missed it uh it was just sitting around and then all of a sudden there it is thor's butt ladies and gentlemen thank you very much (laughs) And I you know, I don't care. Show Thor's butt all you like. I don't <laughs> If I was Chris Hemsworth, I would show off my butt too. I really would. I I wouldn't I wouldn't hold it back. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't hide behind it. <laughs> How many more butt jokes can I throw out there? Fact of the matter is, I, I, I think this is going to be probably the better of the Thor films. Ragnarok still kind of is good in places again, not like it disappointed, but not like it was this great grandiose thing. There were some awesome elements and in and, and it's fine. I get where they were going, so now that we no longer have the infinity stones looming, no longer is Thanos a threat. We don't really have any idea of what's coming next really gives the opportunity for Thor to shine where he hasn't been able to in the past. There's always been kind of. I don't know, I wouldn't say a yoke placed on him to kind of carry through and just kind of move the story along, but I really think that there's something to this story that sets up so much more. Of course we get the Guardians and we get this great moment between, you know, Drax and and Nebula, and there's so much more and of course Star Lord and everything else. So I think that there there could be something more to this and it's there's so much to it especially with the god butcher and how this plays into the comics and the story of the current thor of where we're at as well as the jane foster story now a lot of sources are saying that we won't have to um i don't want to say worry but of course the the nerds are well she's not thor and we know the story and there's a lot of people that are, are already Preaching this and MCU has already said, well, you know, we won't have the Jane Foster Thor for long. However that plays out, uh, remains to be seen because there's a there's two different stories that they're mashing together here. With the God Slayer and with uh Jane Foster. Because if you've read the comments, you kinda know what happens with Jane and you kinda know what happens with the God Butcher. So to mash those two up together definitely creates Uh, An interesting tapestry. I'm very excited to see this. Christian Bale is very method. He's very into his characters. So I honestly feel we are about to get one of the most interesting, passionate villains in Thor's movie history to date. Because I'm going to tell you, I mean, as much as I love Josh Brolin, as much as Thanos is a tough character to beat, God Butcher is just uber dark and vicious and just so so unlike any of Thor's other villains that we had seen to date Christian Bale does seem to suit that that need that quality and having Zeus as comic relief and hopefully Hercules as well would not be (laughs) would not be surprising uh and Korg of course which i fucking hate uh so you know it's a little 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 give a little take we'll see what happens but the trailer is on the 5280 geek facebook page go check it out if you haven't watched it already it's worth really seeing and I, the best thing of all thor's got his goats i mean the most obscure things that you can imagine thor's got his goats and now now the marvel universe can be complete because what's thor without his goats. So keeping with the Marvel news, uh which is a lot. Marvel kind of unleashed the hounds if you will as far as everything that they kind of got going on and what's coming. Loki season 2 is another thing that they have pointed out will be filming soon and the entire cast is returning, which I'm kind of excited to see. I liked the Time Bureau. There were a lot of things that I enjoyed. I didn't enjoy loki kind of becoming you know the the punching dummy out of the majority of that story but what i did like was the time bureau the alternate loki's and how all of this works together because hopefully we get more cues and kind of clues to what's going on for the bigger picture for the mcu because the one question that everyone has kind of had through all of this is how does phase 4 go where does phase 4 end and the next phase start since there's no avengers film to mark is kind of like bookend it so hopefully we will get some kind of what what's going on with you know the the marvel universe how can we keep track of all of the nonsense that's going on now with loki coming back and all of the characters really does kind of indicate that we will hopefully when they say all of the characters i'm really hoping they're including kang in that that throw together i mean i don't even know how else to call it because we don't know what to expect or how they're going to go about continuing the time bureau and owen wilson's character and just all of the craziness that that show ended up finishing on because here's the deal. We have a lot of things that are overlapping and working into one and, and the other. Especially when you're dealing with Ant-Man and Wasp, Quantum Mania. It's already been confirmed that Kang does make an appearance in that. And how his role breaks down in that is very curious. We don't know if it's a variant of Kang, if it's the one that we know at the end of Loki. Now, you also may recall that the writer of Season 1 Loki was also the writer for Doctor Strange, uh, Multiverse of Madness. Of course, the new creative team is now different, uh, as we get Eric Martin, who is taking over as the head writer, uh, replacing uh, Michael Waldron. Waldron? Michael Waldron. Yeah, that's it. It uh, took me a minute to remember. So there's a lot of moving parts, but I have absolute faith in this team that is working together. So I'm hoping we get a little bit of more Loki in Wasp and Quantumania in addition to Kang. And just, there's just so many cool potential elements that could be explosive. And I'm just I'm just hoping, and my fingers are crossed, that they take the opportunity, that they jump at the chance to really like thrill the fans and just blow everybody away doctor strange multiverse of madness is is good it's it's really good it's worth seeing in the theaters we do have our review up for our meat and potatoes of multiverse of madness and everybody on our side of the fence in at least the bullpen for 5280 have agreed that it is it is good it really is and a lot of us want to see it again because we know we missed stuff there's a lot that goes on in this film and it does raise a lot of particular questions with where marvel is going what's the setup and what is going on so what 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 do we do what do we expect it's great questions we'll just have to wait and see now when loki season two is due to hit is an excellent question which i don't have an answer for I don't have any info on that, and at least we know, you know, they're filming. And speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy, which we saw in the Thor Love and Thunder trailer, it does lead us into everything that's surrounding the Guardians of the Galaxy. And James Gunn has spoken directly in regards to what was a fan-made... Uh, poster uh, that kind of suckered a lot of people. I love when the fans are able to kind of suck other fans in. Kind of like that one time I told everyone that there's going to be a live action Darkwing Duck movie. And, yeah, that went way farther than I thought it was going to. Uh, So... James Gunn was was questioned recently about the holiday special, and it appears that the holiday special is going to happen between Thor four and Volume three of Guardians of the Galaxy. The uh, this is the final throw in, in, for this storyline for Volume three. And and that's fine. I guess we'll we'll see what happens. But uh there's a trio of new Guardian projects arriving over the next few years according to what Gunn said. This does kind of leave us guessing as far as who and what. And obviously there's going to be a few of these characters showing up in Thor. In addition to the Christmas special now, they haven't said what Guardians are going to show up, but they've also said that not all of the Guardians that we know will show up in this short film, but there will be kind of some some stuff to, to look out for from what Gunn has said. Now, we already know that this will be a full streaming thing, and nobody will be waiting long. I th- I'm trying to think of when... Uh, this is supposed to air, but, um, I don't have the date in front of me. So, uh, I'm sure as it gets closer, there's going to be new news and exactly which guardians. I wouldn't be surprised. My money is we get Nova, which I already know they've announced Nova as uh, a character coming up. I'm also thinking Moondragon, potentially. Um, maybe a Quasar, potentially. Uh, of course, we know, we're getting Adam Warlock. It's just a question of when and where uh, for the films. So kind of keep your eye on that. And I'm sure there's going to be some weird kind of rando character thrown in there. I don't know. I don't know what to expect, especially with Gunn and his flair for just the obscure. I mean, Peacemaker. Come on. it's It's the same thing. We don't. I mean, it could be. It could be just something like the weasel. You know, you don't expect it, but there it is and all its window licking glory. Not so much as Marvel news, but so much as what the fuck news. Um, So Chris Pratt, who has just somehow fallen backwards into all of the major IPs somehow, is, you know, doing the, the Garfield movie, which, okay, fine we can always use more garfield everybody hates mondays blah 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 right so now there i didn't even know and i never even thought of this as garfield's father is evidently planned in the story and is going to be voiced none other than samuel l jackson uh i'm not i'm not sure (laughs) i don't even want to picture how this is going to break down because it just seems wrong on so many levels no cat should be able to say motherfucker I'm just <laughs> or I could just I already know how this is gonna how this is gonna go or the the nameplate on the name tag for the cat is just gonna be BFM uh, I BMF sorry BMF bad motherfucker I don't know. I just, I'm just i confused. I'm lost. Why is Samuel L. Jackson voicing kid cartoons? Just should be wrong. Uh, wh- there's no other information. It's just something that came across my desk that I just had to stop and go, seriously, what the hell are you thinking? <laughs> Let's see. What else? Final bit of Marvel news. Sorry, this is like the all-Marvel hour. Um, there's very interesting conversations going on. In regards to She-Hulk, the trailer landed. There's a lot of stuff going on, and I'm kind of curious about some of it. Now, She-Hulk has been one of the characters that I have actually been petitioning for. If you remember from previous podcasts, I was annoyed that she was one of the characters that just seemed untapped, left alone. There was so much potential and so many things that they could have done with She-Hulk that they left behind and they didn't take advantage of. So, to see this coming, I'm extremely anxious and extremely excited for. But there's some interesting things. Um, One of which, where does this story happen in the timeline? Now, according to Marvel's roadmap that they've got going on, uh, Secret Invasion is evidently happening inside of the blip. So, the five years that we have of everybody gone is going to be Secret Invasion, which does create some interesting challenges as far as how they're going to film this who's around who's not around and who are the scrolls impersonating now also information is kind of pointing at She-Hulk is also happening in between that five years she is inside that blip they have a feeling that this is going to launch a lot of characters so that as they move forward it can be easier to transition into some of them that they they showed up during the five years while everything was just kind of resetting and all of that now there's a lot of evidence to show that this is the the professor hulk the smart hulk the combination of if you're a fan i think it's hulk 377 uh where green Hulk's strength gray hulk's personality and banner's brain is all together in one big massive hulk and we we kind of see that especially when ant-man comes back that hulk is finally embraced everybody loves him he's he's you know he's an avenger and everybody wants to be you know around him and has accepted him and he's no longer you know the monster that everybody fears now, if you know She-Hulk's history, <laughs> and some people don't, some people were giving me some very interesting theories on, on She-Hulk's past, one of which is that she was the love child of Dr. Stern, who later becomes the leader, and um, it, the timeline would be just right that she would be graduating law school at the time of the blip if you go all the way back to the original Hulk film. So, <laughs> uh, A for effort, some very creative thoughts. But wrong. Uh, Jennifer Walters is, of course, Bruce Banner's cousin. And through a blood transfusion, she inherits the Hulk's power and the the curse, if you will, of being a Hulk. So if they hold true to that storyline, we should see how this all breaks down. That's also the reason why they think this happens during the blip. That Hulk is in control. And he shows her how to gain said control. In addition to, there's a big giveaway that Hulk isn't in a brace or his arm is fine. After, of course, Endgame, him doing the snap pretty much toasted his whole right side. And he's in a brace and sling even in Shang-Chi, which does happen directly after Endgame. So there are a couple of cues that we can see what's going on the other big cue is what's going on with the abomination and how that all breaks down because tim roth is is already confirmed he's coming back and i'm i'm really excited to see this whole dynamic i i've been a proponent for she hulk for a long time in fact i wanted to see her in the fantastic four film before the thing or even have both of them in there because she hulk's the she-hulk replacing the thing worked so well and it's another reason why i think we're kind of setting up to the secret wars i could see us getting the fantastic four i really can and thing being in there but staying behind and jen replacing the thing in the fantastic four to move forward to balance thing out and to give the thing his own thing you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of things. So there's there's just, again, so much potential and so many things that I could see them setting up. This also could just kind of be the CGI isn't completely set, and they just haven't put in all of the burn marks and all of that from what the Infinity Gauntlet did to the Hulk's arm. <sighs> so many things to think about. So what does this mean for the fans it's a great question what i do think it means is we have some fun stuff to look forward to and if this happens during the blip that means we we kind of have consequences for what goes on but it can be just a good time to give us some good stories some fun stuff and introduce a lot of characters that we will see further on and kind of fill out the marvel universe a little bit easier i'm always a fan of the daredevil she hulk cover with howard the duck you know them going to court and it just i'm hoping we get some moments like that i hope we get kind of like a visit to the john byrne era of she hulk and just not taking the character so seriously but at the same point there is some there's some gravity to the character I want to see a lot of that interactions. I want to see the heart that She-Hulk has, but at the same time, the the force to carry out what needs to be done. There is a question, however, that does come out and has come out a lot in the forums. And that is, will we see She-Hulk break the fourth wall as we have seen with Der- uh, Deadpool? It's a great question. And it worked a lot in her favor during her comic book years to go back to the John Byrne era where he was doing the comic and she was constantly breaking that wall there was interaction with the fans and everything that was going on kind of taking for granted that you know you're you're inside of a comic book and we're here to entertain you so there's a lot of potential there's things that I'm hoping that they have thought of that I haven't and I'm going to be pleasantly surprised so how this breaks down and even from seeing the preview of Banner trying to show She-Hulk how to manage her powers, how the transformation takes place and what triggers it is even more entertaining than, than prior anything that we have seen in the comics. Because in the comics, she just basically just learns how to switch back and forth uh, on her own so to see this this dynamic this interaction it's it's fun and i'm hoping we get more hulks i'm hoping we get a lot of stuff and we get some explanations and some hole fillers of what actually was going on during the blip that we haven't seen yet and i that in my in my mind it, that's pretty exciting Over the week, we had uh, Love, Death, and Robots Land. The Three Robots is spectacular. Uh, I'm not going to go into depth right now on it, just simply because I want Susie to be here, so I have someone to talk to on this. There's also another topic on the Ask Smurf. Uh, I got the question. I have an answer, and I'm also waiting for Susie to be in studio for that, because I really need someone to bounce back and forth on this Because it's that good of a question And it really does drive some some interesting, provocative thoughts um, Nothing dirty, but get your mind out of the gutter The, the question uh, does uh, relate to pop culture And a franchise that um, has stood the test of time and, and continue will stand the test of time And no, it's not Ghostbusters, but it is near and dear to everyone's heart. So it was a great question. I will address it. And if you have a question that you would like to ask Smurf, by all means, please send it, direct mail it, or put it in the comments below. Uh, Also up on the to-watch list is Fantastic Beasts. The Secret of Dumbledore is going to be arriving next week on HBO Max. So um, I guess the window was only 45 days in the theater. And then, of course, it will begin streaming on HBO Max. Now, I uh, I want to like the series and the series has had its up and down simply because of, you know, well, not just because of J.K. Rowling. But let's let's be honest, it's probably a big driving factor. Um, the shakeup with characters for Johnny Depp, in addition to uh, Mads Mickelson coming in to replace him, and uh, Ezra Miller, and I mean, there's just this poor production seems to just have had some serious problems around it, and not performing exactly to everyone's or anyone's expectation for um, what's what's going on. Uh, by last count the um it opened grossing only Uh, 42.15 million uh which is the worst opening for the series so i don't think anyone was too excited to see it i have not really pressed any any kind of questions or anything into this the uh the fact that Everyone just kind of is lost faith in it or I don't know. I don't wanna say that it doesn't have the heart that, you know, the original Harry Potter series has, and them trying to go darker and explain further into the Harry Potter world is 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 fun and I like uh Scamander as a character, but they're just there's just so many different things that have bogged down this Franchise and this story that I I don't think it can get out from underneath it, and I think this is just going to be one of those failed uh, endeavors, uh, endeavor, an endeavor. Thank you, jeez, almighty. um Right now, I know the original idea or plan was for Fantastic Beasts to have five films. Um, I don't I'm going to bet you they're not going to make it to five guys. I'm going to say four and done five might be five really might be pressing it might might be just a little too much. Speaking of other shows kind of coming up in the um, foreseeable future. The one favorite show of mine, of course, that I have raved about is Stargirl, another one that surprised me and uh, continues to surprise me. So they kind of announced what the premise for season three is going to be. Breck Basinger uh, kind of teased that this year is going to be more of kind of like a murder mystery with the underlying tone of Frenemies, Uh, The whole idea is, you know, uh, heroes and villains living side by side. And I'm very – I mean, the show to date has been very cool – very surprising. I've loved the characters, and it's been a little bit grittier than your average, you know, CW feelings in hallways and stairs and, you know, just the overall nonsense. It still has the family tones and it still has all of that, but it's not like your atypical, you know, CW show. So I'm very excited to see what they do for season three as we see the arrows. Shows dwindling down to, you know, a a mere smattering of what it once was just a couple years ago. Stargirl really isn't in uh, our Earth. I think it's Earth 2 that they have kind of decided that Stargirl is taking place on, not on our Earth. So that's kind of why the the disconnect with our heroes, but that's okay. I kind of. I'm fine where Stargirl is. I really am. So. We'll, we'll, we'll see how this whole story kind of comes out. Um, the show for season three will debut on Wednesday nights this fall instead of like the summer like it normally has been. So we'll see what else uh, it kind of kicks off. But there hasn't been an official release date as of yet. And the final bit of news and probably the Best news. I've saved it for last. That's right. Star Wars Obi Wan Kenobi is this week. I cannot wait. And in true surprise, Star Wars form, Obi-Wan Kenobi is going to premiere on May 27th. No, that's not anywhere close to form because everything usually lands on Wednesday. So you're going to have to wait a couple of extra days. However, it will be worth the wait as Episodes 1 and 2 will both be available on May 27th. So we get the introduction, the tease, and then a little follow-up with Episode 2. Of course, there's only six episodes in this, and that's the sad part. Uh, you, do, you just, I just want more Is that so Again I'm a greedy nerd I know uh, Episode 3 is set for June 1st June 8th for episode 4 June 15th for episode 5 And June 22nd Which is I do believe The Stranger Things 4 uh, Premiere date uh, June 22nd for episode 6 Now lots of things are going around On Obi-Wan There's been leaked uh, information As far as the final episode I don't know if I put a whole lot of stock in it because there's people that have fallen for fan-made trailers and films and stuff in the past that are not connected to the Star Wars projects. So in light of that, it's funny that Ewan McGregor has actually reacted to, like, theories, and he's basically saying, you got you all got it wrong. He says all the Star Wars fan theories out there are mostly wrong. So <laughs> I just like that Ewan is just just so plugged in Ewan. Ewan, i know i always mutilate the man's name at least i'm not calling him ian anymore i love that he's just so plugged in and part of it that he just wants to you know set everybody straight and just say hey yeah you guys you guys don't you guys don't have it right it's even gone as far as the other rumor about Mace Windu still kind of being alive after, you know, a twenty-story drop to his death, <laughs> and Ewan McGregor going, "No, no, I, I, I don't think so." <laughs> I, I think, and maybe it's just him trying to throw people off. I know everyone was kind of hoping that Mace would show up in Book of Boba Fett to kind of bring everything full circle. But, you know, I don't think so. Of course, Samuel L. Jackson likes to firmly believe that Mace is still out there at some capacity doing Lord knows what and just kind of laying low after the purge. But I don't I don't think Mace would be happy with getting his ass kicked and tossed out a window without coming back with a little payback. I'm just I'm just saying I do love that they ha- the the commitment and everything that they have gone to so far uh, with Obi Wan Kenobi the the look the feel the Inquisitors even down to Darth Vader Hayden Christensen recently told Entertainment Weekly that they brought in an a, a Vader uh, movement specialist uh, and Christensen even went on to say that uh, that was something that we spent a lot of time. Working on, and this suit really just informs the way you move. And we had this woman who was like a Vader movement specialist, and she made sure that we were always in the right ballpark. Certainly, we want to make sure that we're staying true to how Vader moves and how we perceive him, and wanting to keep that relatively consistent. The Jedi movement specialist was none other than uh, Joan Jensen, a choreographer and movement coach movement coach so they they really are going all out and just to see that they're taking such care of the the protecting the the fans because if anything all of us i i there's not a fan out there that i don't know right now that is more excited to see vader than than obi-wan we were talking about this just this weekend at the collector expo the 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 nostalgia one the the toy one we were just at and yes, we are excited to see Obi-Wan, don't get me wrong. But just as much as excitement as to see Vader. I mean, we get kind of this tease in Rogue One, and we've seen all of these other different iterations and just kind of, you know, breadcrumbs in regards to the Vader that we know in the final three films. And just how much of this badass he absolutely is so for them to take the time and the care and to get christensen kind of up to speed because let's let's face it you know when he was in the vader suit and we're just kind of getting used to what we just witnessed and the whole prequels and all of that i mean it wasn't like it left a bad taste in our mouth but Ah, I was not exactly happy about it. And, of course, there's always the fan theory of the whole reason that Padme died is because Vader sucked the life force out of her to, you know, help keep himself alive. And there's all of those fan theories. We'll shove those to the side for now. We'll wait and see if we even get any kind of inclination on that. But to see... Vader in in all his Vaderness and all of his glory, even this is after most of what's been going on in the comics. It's just it's riveting, it's exciting, and it's Friday when it happens, and you can bet your ass, I'm gonna be sitting somewhere drinking popcorn, just. Everything all around me that I don't have to move. I don't have to do anything. The phone will, for the first time in a long while, be turned off. I might even be tempted to watch episode one and two, like, on repeat. Like, episode one and two. Then watch it again. Episodes one and two. And then I might go do some more Star Wars stuff. But I have a feeling that this is just going to get me more and more excited. So, we will... (sighs) I can't wait. So excited. So you won't have long to wait. Like I said, Friday we'll have episodes one and two of Obi-Wan. And then, you know, the rest will slowly trickle out. And that looks like that's it. That kind of sums up the week and everything that was going on. And next week I will be, I don't know where I'll be. I actually think I'm in Philly next week, this coming weekend. And then the following weekend, there will be the break. And then the following week after that will be... It's actually two weeks will be the Comic Collector Expo that I will be at, which is completely dedicated to comic books. Uh, RMC will be doing that. And I will be there slinging books and talking to collectors and all of that nonsense. But there will be plenty of stuff in between that and then. Susie will be back. The Dean will be back. We'll actually have a, have a, all of us back to talk about my, my topic. I'm so excited because I want to throw this out there and just see what happens. And like I said, if you got questions that you want to ask the Smurf, I'm always up for them. Let, them, let me know. Let them fly. I'm always always excited to read the fans' thoughts, ideas, questions. Because that's what I do. No, no. I, I, I just sit here and wait. So on that bombshell We shall say goodbye In the meantime Run fast, laugh hard And always be kind Good night